You're listening to the Growing Up Rock Podcast with your host, Stephen Michael and Sonny Hollywood Pooney. Because we believe in giving you more here at Growing Up Rock, we are taking this fine Friday night to drink a little wine, at least I am, and give you a little bonus episode. Ain't that right, Hollywood? That's absolutely right, and I'm drinking water, not wine. <laughs> <laughs> my, my wine drinking days are long gone. My wine drinking days only appear probably once every couple of weeks and usually on a Friday or Saturday night. And it's only one glass of bread, so it should be just fine. But Sonny and I thought we would take a little time out on this bonus episode to kind of share with you guys what we're listening to this week. Uh, so we're, uh, we're listening to a bunch of new stuff, and we're going to share with you two or three tunes that each of us are listening to that think are really good, and then probably share with you a boatload of other stuff that we're listening to. And this is new and old stuff, so it's not stuff that's brand new. Uh, some of it is, but some of it might be that we're just discovering it for the first time. So in a sense, uh, Hollywood, this is kind of the entire show is kind of a, a crank it up new music spotlight, right? Yeah, because I'm discovering new stuff all the time that's new to me right and it could be years old and i think you and i and both have done how the hell did we miss that how many albums those guys got out like we've done that a lot so uh it's not just new music and some of this stuff comes from the era that we absolutely love so it's some really really good music we missed out on yeah and i mean it it's uh it's unbelievable. Uh, I will say that this is the one thing that has been great in my eyes for Spotify and Amazon Unlimited Music and stuff like that is I've just, it's been ridiculous the amount of stuff I've discovered. And whether it's new or whether it's stuff that I missed from 15 years ago that I was like, how the hell did I miss that? Just like Sonny said. And we're starting to find this stuff. And it's very, very cool. Now, the bad side is that there are bands that are putting out new music right now that I have been a fan of for a long time. And I haven't gotten around to listening to the new record yet. I mean, like, for instance, the Living Color record I heard is really, really good. The newest Living Color, which now at this point, I think it's at least six months old. But I heard it's quite a good record. I've added it to my playlist, but I haven't really spent any time with it yet. So things like that, the new Voodoo Circle, which we played on the Crank It Up uh, New Music Spotlight not too long ago. Voodoo Circle is something that I've spent a little bit of time with, but I haven't had enough time to really listen to the album through and through several times. New Saxon, it's another one that uh, I, I'm a huge fan of Saxon. Uh, but just haven't gotten to really spend a whole bunch of time with Thunderbolt yet. Um, so, yeah, just stuff like that, man, you know? Yeah, I totally get it. And what ends up happening is, you know, if we're going to do a specific um, podcast episode, then I kind of veer towards the music that we want to talk about. If I'm going to a show, then I binge on that artist for a while, if I hear something I haven't heard in a while, I go back and binge on that. So that's, you know, time goes way quickly. 
Absolutely. So this is not going to be a normal episode. This is just the bonus thing. We're not going to push our grown-ups of the week, uh, but we do want to thank everybody for sharing and listening. We really, really appreciate everybody's um, help with that and getting the word out. It's been great and we're doing really fantastic and, and we love it. We love to hear from you guys. So you guys can always at any point in time, go to our Facebook page at growing up rock and share your thoughts, leave us a review or share your thoughts. It's fantastic. And we welcome all of that. And we get back with everybody that leaves a post on our Facebook page. In fact, you guys go out to the Facebook page and tell us what you're listening to. Maybe uh, we'll learn some new bands from you guys, which would be awesome. All right. So we ready to get into it? Sure. Why not? Let's all right. Haste, haste makes waste, doesn't it? That's right. So <laughs> we are going to start with a band that I should have been listening to forever. And, uh, they started out in 1992. Now, I can probably come to a pretty good reason of why I missed out on these guys. They would have been kind of the next wave of European metal come to the States if the music that I loved in the 80s, early 90s would have stuck around. These guys would have been there. But instead, they got stuck in Switzerland and stayed there. And it's a Swiss band called Goddard. They've got 12 studio albums. They've been around 25 years the last 11 albums have hit number one in Sweden. So obviously Sweden loves them. They don't play in the States much, if at all. And the music, I'm always talking about blenders. The music to me is put Whitesnake, Van Hagar, and Bon Jovi in a blender, and you got some cool, melodic, hooky riff rock. And the song that I want to play for you guys is called Top of the World. It's from their album Human Zoo that came out in 2003. Check this out, Goddard.
That's a band I would like to spend a little bit more time with at some point, for sure. That's one of those bands where the name doesn't really fit the band, but pretty cool. I'm going to get into Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons. Phil Campbell, obviously the guitar player that was in Motorhead at the end of Motorhead's career there when Lemmy passed away. So they've got two or three records out. He is in this band and his son is in the band as well. And it's kind of a cool name, Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons. I kind of like that. So I decided to go out and check out this album, Age of Absurdity. And I was really, really surprised because Motorhead's one of those bands where I really like Motorhead, but was never a huge fan of Lemmy's vocals. I could take some of it and I could leave some of it, but I like Motorhead. I liked a lot of Motorhead stuff, especially some of the classic records. But this new Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons kind of is like a little bit of a cross between Motorhead and maybe a little bit lesser of a heavy metal band, kind of somewhere in between Motorhead and a hard rock band. But the vocals are a little bit better for me, in my opinion, I can take them a little bit better uh, and understand what the guy is singing. And so I really think that this record from top to bottom is a great album. Age of Absurdity, Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons, and the song I selected is a song called Freak Show.
I think they should rename that band Phil Campbell and the Faces Made for Radio. Because <laughs> I saw the Welcome to Hell video, and uh, yeah. Great song, though. Great album. Damn, dude. They're not asking you to bury them, dude. Well, that's true. <laughs> so uh, staying with uh, the looks department, I'm going to talk about a band called Vendroya. So uh, you're probably wondering, who the hell is that? Brazilian band, Brazilian melodic metal band. Been around since 2001 in a bunch of different incarnations, but they didn't release their first album until 2013. Now, the lead singer, I've seen her name out there as Daisy Munoz. I've seen her name out there as Daisa Munoz. Either way, very attractive, can definitely sing. These guys... Again, when I say Blender, Dream Theater plus Hailstorm plus Priest plus Ingve. Like, it's got progressive sounds with really riffy, heavy neoclassical type riffs at times. And the vocals are uh, very Lizzie Hale aggressive and uh, long intros to some of their songs. It's not prog metal, in my opinion, but uh, uh, it's really good basically European metal, but these guys are in South America. So check this out. It's off an album called One. The band's called Vendroya. The song's called Change the Tide.
Please make sure you subscribe to our podcast, Growing Up Rock, and leave us a review on iTunes. Give us a like and leave us a comment on Facebook at Growing Up Rock. All right. On to me. New release. The Mighty Judas Priest. I was a poet and didn't even know it there, Sonny Boy. (laughs) Right. (laughs) All right. So Judas Priest just released Firepower um, last week. I got it Friday morning when it came out. I added it to my list from Amazon Unlimited and proceeded to clean the house and listen to it. And I'd already heard a couple of the songs. I had released two or three singles beforehand uh, just to put it out there. But that album, Top to Bottom, man, I think it's really, really a strong record. And I know a lot of people out there feel the same way because I've been seeing some of the reviews come in and people are digging it. Uh, And I think it's definitely warranted. I'm a Priest fan. I've been a Priest fan since the early days. I mean, I got into Priest. I came into Priest right around, I think, Screaming for Vengeance. That and British Steel kind of happened at the same time for me. And the second band I ever saw in concert was Judas Priest on the Screaming for Vengeance tour. Um, and so I'm just a huge Priest fan. So the song that I selected off this record is a song called Flamethrower, which is not one of the singles that they had released early because I want to play something that hadn't been released yet. But also because Flamethrower reminds me kind of a throwback to maybe something that could be on British Steel with a lot better production because the production is current and the guitars on this record sound amazing. Um, So tell me what you think. This is Judas Priest off the new Firepower record. And this is Flamethrower.
man, Halford still sounds good. <laughs> as old as he is, man, he still brings it, and I'm I'm loving it. I love him. Yeah, it uh, it is a throwback. I was I was thinking that, that album has a little bit of a painkiller feel, but either way, it's classic Priest for sure. Yeah. All right, so um, some of you have heard us say this before, but normally when we do these episodes, we will pick the songs and then each of us will listen to each other's songs. So that way, we, if we haven't heard it before, we can at least listen to it. Well, my third choice, I wanted to leave as a surprise. And uh, Stephen, you'll find out a little while why. I'm going back to the old days. So a lot of times for me, it's like, all right, go back and discover some things that maybe didn't hit you back then. And this band has been around 35 years, seven studio albums. This album actually went number seven on the Billboard charts when it came out. It's their second best-selling album ever. Their debut album was their biggest album. From June 1985... Thanks to my friend Steven, I had to go back and listen to Rat's Invasion of Your Privacy, and I actually like the record a lot better now. We are going to play Got Me on the Line. Nice. Hello?
classic rat and roll, man. I never understood why you weren't a fan of Invasion of Your Privacy, man. And I've and the funny thing is, is that you're not the only one that says that. And like I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? So I'm posting this. I'm doing this Facebook thing where you post 10 records that have impacted you. It's supposed to be your 10 favorite albums, which I'm like, yeah, I'm not picking my 10 favorite albums because it's impossible to do. So I blew that off and and said up front that I was going to post 10 albums that impacted me in what I call my growing up rock years, which for me, in my head, my growing up rock years are kind of like my my early teens to my late teens and early 20s basically is my grown up rock years because that's i think that's kind of when you're most when you're really forming your opinions right out of the cellar is definitely going to be uh one of those albums that had an impact and and along with that it should be invasion of your privacy because invasion of your privacy i thought was Maybe not as good, but pretty damn close. I mean, I, I that thing didn't leave my cassette player for a long, long time. Yeah, I think uh, when I look back at it and I'm listening to the album, I'm like, okay, this isn't as bad as I thought it was. What the hell happened? And I think what happened is 84 is right when I was getting into this music. And obviously Rat was all over MTV for Round and Round. And then when Invasion came out, I had lost the taste for Piercy's voice because by that time now, I had listened to Kiss, Iron Maiden, White Lion, uh, Victory, Venom, uh, Vicious Rumors. Like there was Fate's Warning. There was people out there that had power in their voice. Some were operatic. Some were high register. And I'm like, ah, this guy doesn't really hold a candle to those guys. I kind of started losing the taste from Vince Neil at the same time, right? So it's like, I think that's what kind of maybe messed that up for me. Yeah. I don't know, but good choice. Kudos to you, my friend. I went back, baby. I went back. That's good. There's nothing wrong with going back, man. That's what it, This episode is about what we're listening to now. And just to make that clear, it's like, I think this is records that were spinning maybe more than once or twice a week and just really starting to try to spend a little bit of time with it and let it sink in kind of like the old days because I've said it before I've mentioned it before we've gotten away from spending time with records it's like oh the new Sweet and Lynch is out and then the same day the new Saxon's out and the same day the new Guns and Red you know it's like 50 records get released on the same day and you don't have time to spend like you did in the old days to me it just you know i don't know what it is but musical add baby that's it (laughs) all right so i'm gonna move on to a new band that i discovered once again off of amazon music i don't know it ended up on a playlist i was like okay well what's this i kind of like it and went in and said, well, what records do they have? And they had several records out. And I was like, okay, are these records different? Are they all good? I started perusing the records. I'll breeze through the records just to kind of see if there's continuity in the sound. There was. It all sounded really good. So I added the records to my playlist or to my my music, I guess is what they call it in Amazon, whatever. 
And so this is a band called The New Roses. Not a completely original name, but that's what it's called. Not New Roses, but The New Roses. I don't know whether that was a slice at Guns N' Roses or, or whatever. I don't have a clue. I don't know a whole lot about this band, really. And you know what? I was kind of lazy and really didn't do any research to tell you a whole lot about this band this week. Granted, that's on me. That's my bad. That's Sonny, that's my bad. I didn't do any <laughs> research on this band. But what, I, <laughs> but what I can tell you is that these records, I, I've listened to three of these records right now, and they're all very consistent and all very rock and roll. And so what I did is picked a record from 2017, uh, which is the last record they put out called One More for the Road. And I am going to play a song that's called Forever Never Comes. Enjoy the new roses. <laughs>
Yeah, so I hadn't heard that before. Man, that sounds like it could be on late 80s radio, hard rock. It would have been on the charts, no doubt. Yeah, it's a good tune, good melody, good rock and roll note. You know, just basically sounds like no frills rock and roll. I've said it more than enough times. I don't care so much about the polish. I just like put the Jack Daniels bottle on top of the Marshall stack and crank it to 11. I'm good. That's what this is. That's exactly what it does for me. So I dug it. That's good shit. All right. So let's talk. uh, I know we wanted to talk a little bit about uh, other stuff we're listening to right now. We both had Winford St. Holmes on there. You got the record too, huh? Yeah. Winford St. Holmes is just something that I'd heard about it several times. I'd heard people talk about it and say it was good. Derek St. Holmes, of course, most notably for the Ted Nugent band. And I mean, he's the guy that sang all the big hits, Stranglehold and Dog Eat Dog. So Derek's got an amazing voice. I've always loved his voice. Uh, And he's actually a hell of a guitar player as well. Whitford, obviously, is Brad Whitford Aerosmith fame. So put these two guys together. It's great. I mean, it really is fantastic, but for whatever reason, I never seeked it out and I never heard a whole bunch. Uh, But recently, they just put out this, they call it a reunion record, which is the re-release of the first record, which came out. Do you know when that first record came out by chance? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. It was a while ago. I mean, I think it was round about the time that Whitford uh, dropped out of Aerosmith around the... um, Rock in a Hard Place time. And I think that they did that record together around that time period. Um, 81. Yeah. So, 1981. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's, that's about right, right? Yeah. They did that record and it got a lot of rave reviews. And then just recently they got back together, they put out a new record. And so they just released this reunion thing, which has the first record that they did plus this new record on it. So, I guess it's a two disc thing. I don't know because I'm streaming it, but it's got about, you know, 20 songs on it. So, uh, and it's really consistent, really pretty good. Just again, no frills, rock and roll. You agree? Oh yeah, no doubt. And, uh, you know me, I'm, uh, I will get addicted to some of this stuff. So I got that, listened to it. Then I went and bought St. Paradise, which was Derek St. Holmes first album in 79 by himself uh, with a newer band besides Nugent. I already had all the Nugent stuff. He did a vanilla fudge album I went and got. Then he's got an album called Then and Now I went and got. So I, you know, I started binging on St. Holmes for a while. You mentioned a lot of these other ones you have listed. Who's Trouble Tribe? Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff that I'm listening to right now. So Trouble Tribe is a band that I'd heard of before when they came out back in the, I want to say 80s late 80s something like that and somebody on facebook mentioned them in one of the groups they're like hey trouble tribe and i'm like trouble tribe now i know that name but i don't remember anything by them so i went out there on the old trusty spotify or amazon and found trouble tribe debut record i think they only had one record but i added it to my playlist and i listened to it. i was like damn this is pretty good shit uh, and I remember the single when you when you start getting through the album, you're like, oh yeah, I remember this band, this album, and yeah, it's just a good record, a good hard rock record. 
I couldn't tell you much about them. They didn't have very much success. Uh, They were just one of those bands that kind of got lost in the shuffle, but I do remember the name and I do remember the album when it came out and uh, they've got a song on their uh, tattoo that's really good. I mean, much as big a Van Halen fan as I am, it's much better than the actual tattoo by Van Halen, but yeah, it's, it's just a good record. Wow, that's cool. That's cool. That's somebody I've been checking out. And then, of course, we've recently done that interview with uh, Chips Enough from Enough's Enough. And I'm a huge Enough's Enough fan. But one of the records that I didn't spend that much time with and didn't know a ton about, I I owned it, but just didn't – I couldn't remember that much. It's not one of the ones I spent that much time with um, was Enough's Enough 10. And so I went back and started listening to Enough's Enough 10 a little bit more. And I think that that record is hugely underrated. I think that that was really their kind of their nod to the Beatles. I know that they've always been Beatle fans and a lot of their records uh, brush with that mixture of hard rock and kind of Beatlesque sound, but 10 really has some amazing songs on it and really is very very out of all their records probably the most beatle influenced record that they have uh and it's just it's a really good record so i've been spending time with that record a little bit lately how about you so for me john karabi's new album their live album i've been listening to a lot um diamonds it's on my bucket list to go see diamonds live i just got to figure out if they're ever going to come close to me but uh, uh the never want to die record man i've been wearing that thing out i listen to it at least once a week part of it is i can't get enough of priya's voice i don't know what it is but uh just connects with me i am on this bond scott era acdc kick dude it's been three months like i can't get enough bond scott era acdc i right know now. that's so funny to me too yeah it just uh i got you know i never listened to much of the old stuff. I was really back in black and newer, but uh, man, just can't get enough. John Waite, so, uh, you know, Blast from the Past, he's got two acoustic albums out. They're both called Wooden Heart, Volume 1 and 2. Volume 2 just came out. Volume 1 came out, like I think, like five years ago. And it's, you know, acoustic classics of some of his hits. And he's coming out here, playing the local casino here in a couple of months, and he's just him and an acoustic guitar, kind of like what Michael Sweet was doing. So I'm interested in going to see that. So I've been listening to a lot of John Waite lately. Speaking of which, is there anything good coming to your neck of the woods? Are you keeping your eyes? Do you know where to look now that you've been out there for a little while? Yeah, yeah. I saw, obviously, I saw Y&T a little while back. And then there's Summerfest is coming out here. There's a rock fest that's in June or July that's got Zombie, Hailstorm, and a couple of those guys there. Summerfest, I think the only act right now that's rock-related that's been announced so far is Def Leppard and Journey. Um, so there's there's bands that come out here. There's no doubt about that. Because, you know, me and you, we got to plan something up that way, Hollywood. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, I got a lot of family in Chicago, and my wife's uh, dad lives in Chicago as well, so we got to get up that way at some point. Yeah. But I want to make sure I tie it into a little bit of uh, of uh, Sonny and Steve rock and roll history. <laughs> <laughs> the other couple I've been listening to a lot, Theocracy. I've been on a Theocracy kick now for almost a year. 
Matt Smith, dude, that guy's vocals are unbelievable. And uh, if you remember, they're a Christian melodic metal band from Georgia. Yeah, what did uh, we uh, we we played them at some point on one of our episodes, right? Yeah, we played a song called Ghost Ship. What what episode was that? Do you remember? Uh, it was a while back, but I've been on. Yeah, go if you've never tried Theocracy, try Ghost Ship, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Those guys, wow, they're really really good. And then you got me hooked on Gene the Werewolf, and I know it's. <laughs> It sounds like it's not Raffy for kids like when we were young. It's not like Raffy or the Wiggles or whatever. Gene the Werewolf's an actual band, and it's damn good. Yeah, it's really pretty good. It's surprisingly good. What st- what st- what made me try it was the name itself because, you know, I perused it, and it ended up on one of my uh, Spotify. That's one thing that Spotify does better than anybody else, in my opinion, uh, as they're really good about picking lists um, and saying, hey, you liked this, so check this out. And I'll check it out. More times than not, it'll be something that I'm like, hey, you know what? That's pretty damn good. So Gene the Werewolf was one of those bands for me, and I and I was laughing at the name, so I, I told Sonny about it. I'm like, I found this band called Gene the Werewolf, and it, it's Gene like Gene Simmons, so it's, G, it's G-E-N-E, uh, Gene the Werewolf. And I don't think all their records are really consistent, but this one record that I turned Sonny on to is very consistent, and it's good. It's good bluesy rock and roll. I mean, that's how you describe it, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. If you've never heard of what we're talking about, go check out a song called Wicked Love. It's by Gene the Werewolf, and uh, I think you'll fall in love. Yeah. It's a, like it's an album about six, seven years ago, but damn, it's good. Yeah. All right. Dude, let's close this thing out because it's a bonus episode. It's not a full episode, and we both got lives, albeit uh, quiet ones. But, you know, we got to close this episode out, end it up for us, and uh, get back to doing what we do. So you got anything you want to add for these fine folks? Just want to say thanks for the support. We love hearing from you. You know, we get either facebook messages or twitter messages or somebody posts on our um, website just love hearing from the fans so thank you very much yeah absolutely go to our facebook page and tell us what you're listening to that's what we want to know we want to know what you're listening to so that's it from us this little bonus episode we hope you guys enjoy it hey we're out of here see you later Everyone's got a rock and roll story to tell, and we want to hear yours. So go to our website at growinguprock.com. That's one word, G-R-O-W-I-N-U-P-R-O-C-K.com. Or visit us on our Facebook page at Growing Up Rock and tell us all about it. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that fantasy points has to offer. That's fantasypoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. Fantasypoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.